0: All right, let's take a look here make sure I'm live. All right, let's see what it looks like. All right, I'm still getting the hang of this here guys to go live on Zoom versus on Facebook. So we're gonna get it all figured out. Uh, Let me just turn this off and turn this on. And we'll go from there. How is everyone doing this morning? I'm excited. I'm Hope Savara, here with Chrome and Seal Radio, coming to you live from Wisconsin. It's getting cold, uh, but I'm still holding out strong. I'm not going to pull out that winter coat yet because I don't want to. (laughs) How are you doing today? Uh, Drop it in the comments section where you're coming from. I'm going to try to keep track here on Facebook. So one thing about Zoom is I can't see your comments unless I look at my Facebook feed. So we're just going to roll with it. How are you this morning? Good morning. I hope you're doing well. If you are on the road, where are you going? Where are you coming from? Where have you been? I love knowing that. Um, I just talked to a trucker this morning, Jacinda. She might come on live this morning. And we were talking about where she was going. She's actually in Illinois, which is right not too far from me, actually, about probably three hours or so but still too far to come say hi. And I'm still too far to go say hi to her. So, all right, we are talking about a little yoga this morning. I was like, what am I going to talk to you about? What am I going to share? What am I going to bring to the show this morning? And I thought, why not a little yoga 101? I think for a lot of people, they still think yoga is like namaste and uh, sitting and meditating or poses that are really hard. If you follow me on Facebook, if you're a part of our um, mother trucker yoga community, you know that yoga is a lot more than that. It is not just stretching your body and feeling stiff and trying to become more flexible or sitting and meditating. I think there's a lot of stigmas that come with yoga. And on the flip side, yoga has become a lot of different things nowadays. Some of the things I'm not quite fond of, but Yoga has changed my life for the better, and I'm a big believer that a little yoga for your everyday life never hurt anybody. So I want to talk about yoga 101. How is it? What is it that I can bring to my life? How is that yoga can help me? This is one of the questions I get a lot from people: is how can I incorporate yoga into my everyday life? How can I bring it into where I'm at right now, and what is it going to do for me? And I think one of the cool things that yoga has to offer people is that let's just talk about the physical practice. So if you know nothing about yoga at all, okay, you're going to get an education today. All right. So yoga has what's called eight limbs. So eight limbs, that would be nine, eight limbs and each limb, think of it like a branch on a tree. Okay. And each of those branches have a different aspect of the all over practice so yoga is often considered a life practice it is not just asana asana is a fancy sanskrit word for poses poses is one of those eight limbs. And surprisingly, it is not the first limb the first limbs actually focus more on your internal relationship with yourself and how you treat yourself and your external relationship, observations, engagements, relationships with the rest of the world. And then we start to focus a little bit more on the physical body with pranayama, another fancy word for breathing, asana or poses, dharna, dhyana, which is focus, concentration. And then we look at meditation and we look at what's called samadhi, which is um, complete self-realization or that that connection with the divine or that kind of complete inner stillness or inner calmness you can call it whatever you want. I don't care. And uh, when we think about I'm just going to pull up Facebook here to make sure if I'm not seeing any comments or missing any comments that I can see all you guys uh, when we think about yoga and we think about bringing yoga into our everyday life, I think for a lot of people I think for a lot of people they get scared. They get scared on how, how am I going to make this work? I'm, I'm too overweight. I don't have enough time. I, I'm just too busy or whatever it is, or I do CrossFit. I don't do yoga. And and I've taught thousands of people, y'all, thousands of people over the last almost 20 years. And I find that my big, big guys, my big muscle builders, it's almost like they're afraid. So what if you can't touch your toes? So what if you're not the most flexible person in the room, who cares, who cares, the idea of yoga is that we are better because of it. And this is one thing that I have taken to heart in my life. The things that I engage in, I want to be better because of them. The people that I have in my life, I want them to challenge me to be better. I don't know about you but when you're around people that are negative and down and self-loathing and have an excuse for everything it's exhausting it's exhausting it's like pulling the plug of your lamp out of the wall and like asking the light to turn back on it's really hard so we're talking about yoga 101 so what other than Asana now I'm, now you're now you're a yogi uh, you understand all these words now asana or or poses what aside from that does yoga have to offer me? What can I learn from a yoga practice or a yogic like lifestyle that can help me in my everyday life? Well, one of the big things is no self harm and this is one of the reasons why I was so drawn to yoga was because that was my whole life was punishing myself, harming myself. I had an eating disorder, drugs and alcohol. I did a lot of really bad stuff. (laughs) And so yoga kind of came into my life and was like, hey, like, you don't have to do that. Like, it's okay to feel, it's okay to be mad, to be angry, to To deal with this stuff in a different way. And that's exactly what yoga did. I felt super weak. I felt like I was really tight and inflexible. But yet at the same time, I felt really strong, really empowered, really focused, really clear. And I had never really experienced that combination of things all at the same time. Hey, Bill, good morning. Hey, good morning, Shannon. Shannon, so totally time out. So I'm like on Facebook this morning, like just getting ready for this. And I like scroll past Robert Green's post and it was a dog talking about how Karen, (laughs) something about Karen and I just immediately thought of you. So I just thought that was really funny. All right, we're, uh, Jacinda, Jacinda raised her hand. Let's see. So Jacinda, let's see if she's in here. Jacinda you want to let's see if we can come on how can I get her in here come on let's see unmute more we're going to figure out how we can get Jacinda, allow panelists to mute themselves. You guys, this is like allow panelists to start video. There we go, let's see. Now let's see if her video will start. I'm learning, okay? I'm learning. dot uh, gallery view. Let's see if she can get her video on. Allow panelists to start video. So you guys, this is like, okay, allow panels to start video. Okay, so I allowed you to start your video, just send up. um, Let's see if you can come in and get uh, allowed to talk. There, yay, I did it. Oh my gosh, okay. (laughs) Can you hear me now? Can, oh my gosh. So those of you that are that are tuned in live, sometimes I'm a little special. <laughs> and although I'm very tech savvy, oh lordy, sometimes I have a moment where I'm just like, this should not be this complicated, but we figured it out. So I, for those of you that have not met Jacinda, Jacinda before, um, she is a lady boss trucker. She's badass. She is tooling all over the United States, hauling some pretty amazing high-end cars that are wowzers. So if you want to shop for a, a car, a fancy car, watch your Facebook page, man, because you're going to see everything and anything under the face of the sun. So awesome. So, so <laughs> right now, we're going to take our yoga, our yoga philosophy pause, and we're going to talk to Jacinda for a little bit. So, hey, girl, how is everything going?
1: Good morning. How are you? Thanks for having me.
0: Oh, you're so welcome. Where are you right now?
1: I am headed to St. Louis, Missouri. I didn't realize how close I was to you in Mequon.
0: I know. So Jacinda Jacinda reached out to me like Sunday and I didn't see the post till later. And she was in Mequon, which is like 30 minutes from my house. And I was like, what? (laughs) I stayed in Stein's
1: for a day and a half in the parking lot.
0: Oh my gosh, girl. (laughs) Well, next time, anytime the sell, of Fond du Lac reach out to me because that's pretty much an easy drive wherever you are so it's sometimes
1: it's sad because I don't always know exactly where I am if that makes sense like I'm there you know I'm talking about but I'm not sure exactly you know in where I am but it was really nice there I took the puppy out there's a nice pet store right next to Stein's.
0: spent a lot of time
1: over there and uh just just doing it so headed down to Missouri today
0: Awesome. Awesome. I love it. So yeah, so Jacinda's driving right now. So you're going to hear her versus see her uh, because she's on the road. But (laughs) hey, I wanted to take a couple of minutes and one talk to you because I have a couple questions. Um, And I was wondering if you'd answer them. So one, you have a puppy, and you just got Mm -hmm. a puppy. Mm -hmm. And I want to ask you because driving on the road because before this, you were just driving solo, it was just you. And how has having a dog affected for oh. everyday life just kind of mental physical everything
1: it's definitely improved my life and i'll be honest i haven't really bonded to animals in the past but this doggy her name is miles um i've definitely taken two and it's getting me out of the truck at least every two hours now i stop i run with her i walk with her um you know train with her so it's definitely improved my, my mental also, I sleep better at night because I'm actually burning energy in the daytime, which before, it. you know, was a little rough, but getting out of the truck a lot more engaging and it definitely brings a sense of happiness. It's a high playing with the dog, especially when it reciprocates the love. Yes. I love it. I love yes. it. Yes. I look at it as my child. I said, if I can raise kids, I can raise a dog. And oh, uh, yeah, <laughs>
0: totally, totally. So for you and, drivers that are out there mm-hmm. listening, um, and are like, Ooh, should I get a dog? Should I not get a dog? Like, what would you say to them?
1: What I want to say is wait a little bit. Cause we have a program coming out. Okay. That's going to allow us to adopt dogs at the truck stops what? where I, w- yes. So how I got miles is there's the program coming out called mutts for trucks. And what it is, it's sponsored by Mobile DelVac and Pedigree, and they're networking with the the local National Humane Societies where our Petro truck stops are, and we'll be bringing the adoption to the truck stop, making it, you know, an easy process where, you know, drivers only have to bring their driver's license and can select a dog there on site and leave with it. So the availability is coming because not all of us can always get to, you know, a place where we can get a dog or a cat or, but mutts for trucks. And that's how I got Miles. Okay. And, um, really neat program. It's coming out probably in the new year. And what Miles and I did is actually participate in the film production for the advertisement of the program that's coming.
0: That's fantastic.
1: Yeah. So it was really a neat process, you know, with, all those crazy film crew in my truck and with the dog and uh, all that good stuff, but it's a really neat program, really neat program.
0: You know, what's really cool is, you know, I I don't know how many people, aside from truck drivers that want a dog, have -hmm. really put much thought into the fact of, yeah, how do you even figure out a time and a place and to Mm -hmm. get there, and most humane societies, at least in my area, they close at like five o'clock, so Mm -hmm. How do you even get set up to do something like that? So this is fantastic, tailored to the truck yes. driver. How will they so find, out about, um, will they find Mutt out about this? Much for
1: trucks. Uh, you can go to Much for Trucks. You know, Google it. There's their .com, their Facebook page, and um, you know, get the information. So it, it's to come. We were the first. You know, it was a a public adoption, but also emphasize more on the production to advertise it in the future.
0: That's fantastic. Well, uh, Dave, if you're on, we should definitely find more information about that so we can Mm -hmm. let viewers know and let me know so then I can Mm -hmm. definitely spread the word when it comes time. So it's amazing because the animal comes completely
1: ready to go. I was fortunate, you know, Miles, I, I bought a kennel and all that stuff just in case. But my goal with the dog was to have it as, you know, my complete companion. So she gets out with me everywhere I go. She sits in the driver's seat and she waits for me. You know, we have little tear up moments, but for the most part, like I told them, I knew I needed a medium to large size dog. Cause I'm kind of a rough chick, you know, in and out mm-hmm. playing, wrestling, all that stuff. I knew. And, um, it just takes time. And even sitting here with the dog, we practice shake and sit. And so you can still do all of those things, you know, with, with the puppy. Believe me, my love dog, my, 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 uh, luckily I have a big bunk, which allows her to move around a lot more, but she has a King size bed full of toys. And this little girl lays right next to me the whole time.
0: The Aww, whole time. I love mm-hmm. it. I love mm-hmm. it. How has this made a difference on your like mental, you're a pretty positive and upbeat person, but mm-hmm. I just, a real behind the scenes, honesty, how has it impacted your mental state on the road?
1: I can show love. <laughs> it's definitely, you know, yes, I'm a happy person, but giving my energy and my affection to the animal and reciprocating, you know, and she just gives it back. And it's nice not being alone. You're. It's okay when you're by yourself, but until you're not, you don't realize how great it is when you do have a pet there. And she that's doesn't awesome. talk back. It's perfect. Oh. <laughs> I tried the team driving thing and uh, the dog worked a lot better for me. <laughs> those of you that are team drivers that are tuning in, drop
0: it in the comment section if you wish sometimes your team driver was a pet.
1: <laughs> Kudos to those people because that's hard. But, you know, I, I respect that. But the dog is definitely uplifting. And like I say, what you put into it is what you're going to get back. You know, um, i taught her to sit, to shake, to lay down. She fetches. So just getting out and, you know, because we all drink coffee or energy, you know, all those bad, unhealthy mm-hmm. things we do to stimulate on road. I'm guilty. I'll be the first one to admit. Oh, so sure. getting out of the truck at the, especially Midwest East coast, these rest areas have so much grass and play areas that I, I do get out and my company might wonder a little bit why you know, I take more time, but I take 15 to 25 minutes and just walk with her, throw the stick, let her burn her energy. Like a little kid, you have to burn their energy in order for them to relax.
0: I totally agree. Robert Green mm-hmm. says Hope would want to play fetch going down the road. Now he's not talking about me y'all. Um I know. You stop uh, talking about me. Um, Robert dog. I know that would be like so inappropriate. Um, but that's just it. That's just it. And for you, you obviously know you know my background is you know mm-hmm. wellness and fitness and health. For those of you that are really concerned about getting out and getting mobile on the road what a great thing Mm than something that makes you get out and get mobile. And unless you want your truck torn up, I mean, let's be honest, unless you want your truck peed on and torn up, you got to take the dog out. You got to walk the dog and like you also benefit. Yeah, absolutely. You know,
1: it raises your alertness because we get in a funk, you know, after you drive for so long, you're driving and watching, but you know, you need to get out and re-alert yourself. It's important and just a lot of investment we all have energy and we all want to be validated it's a great way to channel your energy i love it i absolutely yeah. love it i really I love, love her what so is name she again? had a d- miles miles Putting in the
0: miles. <laughs> I love it. I love it. <laughs> you know, I always play on words. So that was perfect. <laughs> that was very appropriate. If you drive with a dog, drop it in the comment section. What's your dog's mm-hmm. name? What's their breed? What size? How long have you been riding with a dog for? I want to know um, because I just think this is such a great thing. And we all know that those that have dogs or pets actually live longer. So mm-hmm. I'm not saying that everyone on the road should have a dog. And by all means, having five or six or seven dogs, like, please don't do that. That's crazy. And cats and, and cats and cats, uh, yeah. uh, pot potbelly pigs yeah. and you name it. Urbils, <laughs> like, I don't know. I mean, okay, so those of you that are listening, what's the weirdest thing you've seen a fellow driver have as a pet in their truck? I don't know. What have you seen, Jacinda? Like, anything uh, that's I like, think the oh. cats
1: in the dashboard is always like, wow, what the heck? Okay. You know, but we all, most of us are animal lovers. And like I said, you can train them. They don't have to be destructive. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? And being I'm a social light, I like to take my dog everywhere. Even when I go in to pay for fuel, I take her in. You know, it's just yeah. those, those moments. And I've actually trained her to come to me at the door. I don't let her jump wow. out yet, I, you know, so never drag her. And then getting back in, she knows when we come, you know, it's just the same routine over and over that they'll learn. The Mm -hmm. only time I leave her in the truck is when I'm actually moving the cars because I don't trust her to be out of the way yet. How horrible that be? Run your own dog over in your trailer. Okay, not a good idea.
0: Or she goes somewhere else and then you're like half in the middle of, you know, loading a really expensive car because you travel and and haul some
1: really, really
0: really nice cars.
1: (laughs) <laughs> did you see the one yesterday okay so i got to this is this is kind of uncommon you know it's here and there when we pick up at a international cargo freight company so that bentley came in from the uk on an airbus okay and they got the car for me and no one knew so it wasn't relayed they brought the car out and i looked at it and i said it's a wrong side driver okay Okay. Um, I said, do you want to drive it out? The guy said, no. Okay. So that's, that's a big challenge when, you know, I'm not even prepared for it, but it gets, gets me out of my comfort zone. And, you know, I appreciate that, but driving on the opposite side is very odd not, you know, oh it's gosh. not something I've done too much. And a Bentley at that, you know, a
0: big old Bentley. And somebody else's vehicle. It's not like uh-huh. it's a rental car or it's yeah. like, ah, that's what I got in yes. for. Yeah, that. Oh my gosh. How did you do? No scrapes? All good?
1: No. Oh, absolutely not. No. You just have to remember to change your buttons to the other side of your trailer. Cause I always load on our side, the right ah, side, get it? The correct yes. side. Oh, okay. So that was the debate. Here's a question for you. So I've asked people, how do you how do we, in America, because we drive on this left side, how do people refer to the opposite side driver? Is it the left side looking at the car or is it the right side because it's to our right in the car? Oh. That's a good question because I've had, I've wanted to, how I refer to it, people have corrected me. Does that make sense? Yeah. No, so totally. We, we drive on the left side. So is that a right side driver? Because looking at the car,
0: it's a left side driver. Drop it in the comment section. Who knows the answer Uh, to this? Interesting, huh? A pickle, like who actually knows the answer to this? Are you a right side driver or a left side driver? A left side
1: driver. Yeah, and the controls are all on the left. You know, So I've had one other one like that. I had an 80 Range uh, Land Rover and I had to shift with my left hand. I had never done that before. So I appreciate those things. And that's something about car hauling. It's always something different. You know, your skills have to be sharp. I remember when I used to get excited to get out. Now, when I get back in the driving, that's my, ah, that's my come down because it's just so intense when I'm doing these cars, the the intensity level is out of this world.
0: I love it. I love it. I love it. Uh, I love it. mm -hmm. Well, I got another question for you. So what do you do during the day to practice self-care? So obviously you have a dog. Now you're walking, you're getting outside more. Like what else do you do on the road to take care of yourself? Something that's really important
1: to me is I drink a lot of water. Okay, that that's something that's a high, important, you can, you know, however you do it. My goal is a gallon a day. So, you know, you have the six, and a lot of people don't know this either. If you have the six regular size water bottles, that equals one gallon. So I take six out every day, and I encourage people, just chug it. People will sip water and then sit it down. And as I get older and I get maturing skin, I realize how important water is to to my health. So water is a big thing. Um, And eating, I eat a lot of the same stuff all the time. Turkey patties, veggie, veggie, everything. And I'll be honest, this is kind of vain, but it's truth. When I came out over the road, that was a concern to me is my health and my weight. Yeah, and everybody's different so i'm not pushing what I do on other people, but just watching what you eat. I try to look at it as fueling my body number one I don't want to eat anything that's going to make me tired. And number two just fueling with what I need, and I give my dog a snack of little food every time I eat so then we're eating almost on the same schedule. Love it that's so smart. Mm -hmm. So I try. And I make time for myself, I do my face, I do my hair, I go get my nails done, just as normal as possible as I Mm -hmm. did when I was home. And you know, everybody does different things. You know, I have a lot of freedom and I understand that, but we can make time to do little things or even on the budget. You know, there's little things you can do to make yourself, excuse me, feel good or normal. Believe me, when I first came out on the road, I felt like a weirdo when I was out on the road for a few weeks and I'd go into Walmart. I felt weird and I'm a social person, you know what I mean? I was kind of like, oh, I forgot what this is like. So it's really important to engage with people too. Don't get stuck in your bubble.
0: Yeah. It's you know? so, so important. That's so mm-hmm. important is to mm-hmm. purposely make it a point. Let it be in your conscious mind that you have to interact with somebody today. You have mm-hmm. to say hello, even if they don't say mm-hmm. hello back, at least you said mm-hmm. hello, hold mm-hmm. the door open for them, strike up a conversation. When we were at uh, Shannon Courier and I were at um, some various TAs back in September for Truck appreciation week. One of the things I really noticed was at first truck drivers didn't want to always talk to us. And then we we're like, hey, how long have you been driving? Half an hour later. <laughs> so mm-hmm. it's like, you you have, to, you have to try to socialize. Otherwise you'll find mm-hmm. yourself never socializing. And I find that now that I've closed my yoga studio and I do work from mm-hmm. home a lot more, it's my home office I'm in, mm-hmm. that it's really easy to stop talking to people. Yes, and we are social is. beings. We are humans. Mm-hmm. We are meant to be social. And
1: I think that's how I bombard people. Cause I'm by myself a lot. So when I interview or meet people, it's like all in their face. And I swear when I leave, they're probably like, what was that? Wait, what, what just happened? Wait, why am I doing this? That's what I say. Voluntold. Thank you for the interview. What the heck just happened to me? <laughs> 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 Thank you. Have a good day. <laughs> so, oh my gosh, but it is important because it. it's easy to get stuck. Like I said, I like to be around people and uh, it's, well, especially because in, for example, with what I have, I have everything in here to fully function, except a washer and dryer. And again, I have to make myself, you know, get out. And the, that's where the dog helps me a lot. And uh, same with her. When I get around people or other dogs, I'll ask them, how, you know, can we engage? My dog needs to know how to engage with other dogs and other people. You leave her in the truck all the time. She's never going to have the manners, number one, or the social skills.
0: Yeah, can I pet so your dog?
1: True. I make her sit down. Okay, now she can say hello, not just, not quite like me, like, ah, all in your face. Hold on, take it easy.
0: <laughs> you're trying to teach Miles awesome. to do, you're trying to teach Miles to do a little bit different than you. Like yeah, a little yeah. bit more low key. <laughs> can, can you ease into it? <laughs> yes, yes, oh my gosh, oh my gosh, I love but it. But the
1: dog is good, the dog is really good. And I'd like to know also from other people, like I said, my what I do is a little bit different. Um, I'd like to know in feedback from people how it is when they do warehouse stuff. What are Mm. the rules? Because the different rules apply, which people might not know, sitting at a door waiting. There's a lot of places that don't allow you to get the dog out or to, you know what I mean? So that's something else to consider for people who might want a dog. Where can you actually get out with the dog in with what you're doing? It's important.
0: Yeah, Mm -hmm. totally, totally. Mm -hmm awesome i oh my gosh this is so great okay so it was mutts for trucks so we will look into that mm -hmm, mutts and then number four like four paws
1: you know how they have four pads mutts for trucks
0: okay cool we're gonna um, look into that and they're partnering with petro right they're gonna be at the petros uh, Correct. for that okay cool so Dave if you're listening Maddie if you're listening let's find out information mm-hmm. about that so we can mm-hmm. definitely let everybody know about what's going on with that and Jacinda I would love to have you back on the show again um, love you talk thank you a little you. bit about <laughs> once this goes once this starts at the Petros mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I would love to know and try to meet up with you at one of them when this event is going on when these are okay. going on I would love to do that
1: so and they you give so you much. a lot of stuff to get you going food what? and accessories and leash awesome. and all kinds. So, you, you know, you're left, you're on your way with everything, you know, the basic necessities. So that's Fantastic. good to know too. You don't have to go buy anything up front.
0: Fantastic. Well, thank you okay. girl for coming on the okay. show today. I so appreciate it. Lots of love. Drive safe. Love you too. And we will thank talk you. soon. Bye now. Okay. Bye,
1: Hope. Bye everybody.
0: All right, that was Jacinda. She is the lady trucker. She is uh, one of our dear friends. We love her. She does some pretty awesome stuff. We're going to see if we can Um, remove her. There we go. Okay. All right. Perfect. There we go. All right, guys. I'm back now. Okay, so uh, we were trying to organize her to be a guest on the show, and she was able to pop on this morning. So uh, we had to interrupt our normal programming to talk a little bit about mutts for trucks and what Jacinda's doing, and uh, drop some love in the comment section if you just love Jacinda. I just love her energy. When we were at Gats, she comes running and like attacks us, which I absolutely love. <laughs> and then we shared an Uber together, and that was an intimate experience between myself my husband, and then Heather and Lindsay that come with me. And that was quite the moment we had in the Uber. She's pretty amazing. But we're talking about yoga. We're talking about yoga for your everyday life. If you're still on with me, welcome. Thanks for being patient. While we had our amazing guest on, um, we're talking about yoga and how to incre- incorporate yoga into your everyday life. This idea of kind of yoga 101, beyond the poses, beyond the asanas, beyond what we may think in the mainstream media yoga is. And maybe drop it in the comment section. What has been your experience with yoga so far in your life? Any experience at all? Good, bad, indifferent, whatever it is. But how is it, how is it that we can essentially become a better person? And this is one of the things that really gets me jazzed up about yoga and about the philosophy of yoga and the deep insights about yoga, because I'm kind of a deep person in that way. And I just love this type of conversation and this type of study. How can we, how can we be a better human to ourselves, to the people around us? Because I gotta be honest, having been on the other side and I know many of you listening have been at rock bottom have been in a very dark place. Maybe you're still kind of in a dark place it sucks. Like it sucks. It royally sucks. ass. Like (laughs) I don't want to get in trouble for, for swearing on Facebook, but it is the pits. And it doesn't always feel like that when you're newly in it. And once you recognize that you're there and you don't want to be there and that it's, a, it's like this vicious cycle of like, how do I get out of it? Self-loathing, just self-destructive, poor me, woe is me, life sucks, everything is unfair. And I'm saying this because these are all the things that I have said to myself in my past. And sometimes when I'm having a bad day, even currently, and then we kind of have this up and down roller coaster. You don't have to be a truck driver to feel like that, man. um it, it's life, it's people it but but what yoga can offer us, this idea of yoga 101, the eight limbs of yoga, beyond asana, beyond the poses, yoga offers us this opportunity to say, "Here's what you can do. Let's help you." start to gain control over the things that you can control. And this was a aha moment for me because I can't control everybody else. I can't control if people like me or don't like me. I can't control what people say about me. I can't control the weather. I can't control my husband. I can't control my kids to a point like, but I can do something about me. And for those of you that know me, probably have figured out at some way, shape or form that I have a very little tolerance, like zero, like maybe like microscopic for excuses. I can't stand them. They drive me bonkers. I have to like step back and practice my yoga breathing when I hear excuses coming out of somebody else's mouth. And the reason being is because excuses only keep you stuck. Excuses are really bad reasons why you don't want to change. That life is too hard. That you don't know what it's like mentality. And I lived for that, lived that way so long, like almost 10 years, probably more than 10 years actually, just trying to do the math here, that I got so disgusted with myself so disgusted. Like, I mean, just like, oh, it was like a, a war inside of my head every single day because I couldn't stand that I was that way. And then yoga came into my life. So we're talking about yoga philosophy. We're talking about yoga one-on-one. We're talking about yoga beyond the poses. This is not about stretching. This is not about any of that. Although those actions and those types of strategies help you further your mental, physical, emotional well-being. That's why it's one of the eight limbs, but we're not necessarily talking about that today. Robert, I had hoped for a year and a half and it was the best year and a half. Oh, you're still talking about your dog. I love it. I love it. Um, It's just compassion and caring about others. You got it. You got it. But it's not just about caring about others. It is also about caring about yourself. So earlier in the show, before Jacinda came on, I was talking about the eight limbs of yoga and the first two limbs of yoga are yama and niyama, which is observations and engagements with the self and observations and engagements with the world around you. So it's not just about everybody else. It is about how you care about yourself. It is about the integrity within the self because how we take care of ourselves is usually a representation of what's going on around us. So how is it what is it that I can do to bring a little bit more yoga into my life? And so I have a couple of of things that we're going to go over. So number one, choose experiences over things. How can I live yoga? How can I live my yoga a little bit more? How can I bring this into my life? Choose experiences over things. And what does that mean? It means when is the last time that you had a memory made when is the last time that you went out of your way to see life and you of all uh, many of you if you listen to me you know i am a total sunset sunrise snob i absolutely have to stop pretty much every time i see a sunrise and sunset take a picture have a moment offer a moment of gratitude because i want that experience i want to Feel that experience. And I want my kids to feel that experience. And I want my husband to feel that experience. And I want others to be like, oh my gosh, look at that sun. That's so amazing. Um, but experiences over things. What kinds of experiences can you step into right now versus things? And sometimes when we're not happy with ourselves, we buy stuff. We buy a lot of stuff to mask the lack of experiencing life. And I think it's really hard as a driver and and comment in the comment sections is you're driving all day. You're you're alone. It's just you and maybe your pup or your team driver. But it's kind of hard to have experiences when you're driving all the time. So you have to make an extra effort to actually go out of your way to engage, to make that memory, to have that moment. Ask a fellow driver to go for a walk around the parking lot. Talk to the the checkout counter clerk about how their day was going. Go outside and watch the sunset. Do something. Engage on some level. And I'm finding that to be true in my own life, especially now, because I can go all day without talking to anybody. I can go all day without engaging in the human at all. And I really find that I need those experiences to feel fulfilled, to feel like a part of me is complete. So the goal, the goal is to enjoy being alive in every moment instead of trying to only gain material items and like a new car, money, stuff. So at the end of the day, all of those things aren't going to make you feel like you lived your life a more fulfilled way. So how is it that we can start choosing experiences over things. What does that look like for you? Number two, know your science. So if we're talking about yoga, we're talking about yoga. Part of what we talk about in yoga is the idea that everything is an exchange of energy. This isn't hocus pocus, this is science. This is is energy. This is, everything has a frequency. Everything has a vibration, a rock, a hat, this pen, my phone, myself, everything. And when we start to look at the world that way, what ends up happening is we start to make different choices about what we choose to engage with, what we choose to surround ourselves with. And I've talked about this before, where have you ever been around somebody where it's just, they feel like they're an energy vampire. They suck the life out of you. They suck the life out of you. Or you, Sit down and you watch a television show or you do something and you feel like, oh, my gosh, that just like wasted, you know, a part of my life I can never get back. It's an energy suck. Whatever it is. Stop engaging in those things. Say, I'm going to love you from a distance. And start to choose to surround yourself with things of a higher vibration. People of a higher vibration. The Jacindas of the world that just wrap you in love and are positive and upbeat. And I'll tell you what, I have blocked some people on Facebook because I really can't hear for another day about how shitty your life is. And I'm really sorry that your life is shitty, but until you start reaching out in a positive way instead of complaining all the way to the train station about how everything is wrong, like I don't have time and and space in my mind to take that in. Okay, I just don't. Because I know my past. I know that slippery slope. I know what that does to me. I'm here to listen to you. I'm here to support you. But I need to know that you're open to solutions on how to change that. Because we all know the difference. We all know somebody in our life where they're not complaining. They're not speaking about what's going on because they want to hear a solution. They're not whining about how crappy their life is because they want help. They're doing those things because they want to do those things, because that's how they get attention. That's how they feed that energy surge. That's how they fulfill themselves. That's how they feel of value. And and I'm speaking to that because that used to be me. Okay. That used to be me. And I'm super tuned in when I find myself engaging with someone like that. And I'm going to love you from a distance but I can't be a part of that. My state of keeping myself in a place where I don't engage in addictive behaviors and I can make good choices and I practice self-care and self-respect and I see myself of value, I can't sabotage that. That is like liquid gold to me. And I will not sacrifice that for anything else. Because then how can I help anybody else? How can I be an asset to anybody else in my life if I'm just letting those people of the world suck me dry? And I want you to think about that for a moment because everything is an exchange of energy. Everything is. We're giving and receiving constantly. And if you're one of those people that are giving, giving, giving and getting nothing back you might need to shift yourself a little bit. Or if you're one of those people that are taking, 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 ask yourself why, but I think there might need to be a shift in place. How can we make that shift? How can I give back? There's one of the biggest reasons why gratitude while giving, why why selfless service, why volunteering, tithing, whatever it is that you wanna call it is so critical to the well-being of our livelihood, of of ourselves, of our families, of our mental state, of how it is that we flourish in this world. And I think truck drivers do that really well. When we were out um, at the TAs, Shannon Courier, and I, for Trucker Appreciation Week, I could not believe how many truck drivers were like trying to literally shove money in Shannon's face, like take my donation. And she's like, I'm not here for donations. I'm not here to take your money. But like they just wanted to give. And I wanna let you know, if you're listening right now, I want to give to you. I want to give to you, I want to help you. I hear you, I see you, I understand to as much capacity as I can understand. And if I'm still not understanding, please help me learn because I am not claiming to know everything about trucking, about truck drivers, but I do know, I do know what it's like to struggle. I do know what it's like to be at rock bottom. I do know what it's like to feel like there's no hope for you. I do know what it's like to help others. I do know what it's like to overcome obstacles. I do know what it's like to be a human on this earth. And everything, my friend, is an exchange of energy. Everything. Who, what, and how. You are choosing to exchange that is something that you can control and I got to be honest with you in the last six months really just the last six months I've been working on this for a long time but in the last six months I have been super super strategic in who I choose to engage with and this has dramatically changed my life on a business level on a personal level on an internal level, I want to challenge you to do the same. Now it might be a work in progress. This has not happened overnight. You guys, I've been working on these types of things for like 20 years, okay? But but we're like scratching the surface. We're just like talking on the surface and, and getting a little deep in some things today. If you're just tuning in, we're talking about yoga for your everyday life, and uh, we we're talking about choosing experiences over things. Now we're talking about everything being an exchange of energy and what it is and who it is that we choose to engage with. I'm going to go to the comments and see if there's anything dropping here. Um, Shannon says, me too. I don't want to miss a single moment. Hey, good morning, Travis. Craig, no need for anchors in our lives. They just drag us down. We love you, Hope. Aw, thanks, Travis. But Craig, that's just it. That's just it. And, and here's the other piece of this exchange of energy with people is you have to let them go with love. Because if you're like, eh, you're a bad person, I don't like you, you're shitty, you're just as bad as they are. If, if you are like, you're bad, I don't wanna be around you and you're just as negative and mean and energy sucking as they are, you've dropped to their level. I want you to rise up, to challenge them to come up and meet you. We can also do this with the things that we choose to engage in. So I choose not to watch movies or TV shows that kind of drop me down. That is just like constant violence, constant stimulation. I try not to do that a whole lot. I try to listen to audiobooks. I love Audible from from Amazon, 14 bucks a month, and I listen to audiobooks all the time. And I try try to choose to only listen to audiobooks that are positive and motivating and challenge me to be better, offer me deep insights to life. Like that's just my jam, um, or things that are just of that nature. I I read a daily devotional every morning. I try to keep my mind moving in that direction because I know chemically, I know internally I'm wired for the opposite. I come from a long line of addicts, my friends. I come from a long line of family members that struggle with depression. I come from a long line of people that struggle with anxiety. I myself have struggled with all of those things. So I cannot afford... To even bring myself down to that level. And the second I stop engaging in those practices, guess what? Hope's mind travels off to poor me town. And the next thing I know, I think I'm a piece of shit. Like, I'm just being real with you. Like, that's where my mind can go. And I know it. So I have to choose, I have to fight. I have to work really hard because I'm worth it. And I don't feel bad for saying that. And I don't want you to feel bad for saying that. You are worth it. If you wake up, God still has a purpose for you. I'm not trying to get all faithy and religious on you, but what I'm saying is the universe, faith, Gandhi, Buddha, I don't care who it is, okay? I don't care what it is. The universe still has a purpose for you. That is one thing I told myself for more than five years. To get myself into recovery. If I'm still here, there's purpose for me. And then when my husband and I lost our daughter, that is what I told myself every single day. There is still purpose for you. Hope you cannot give up. That is totally copying out on the people that need you in this world. And so I don't care where you think you are in your life right now. People still need you. You have value to offer. Do not forget that. Do not ever for a second, forget that. Okay. Number three, release specific outcomes. Buddha said a long time ago, I'm going to read this to you. Buddha said a long time ago, and it still stands. It is not life itself that causes suffering, but rigid expectations not being realized that create great unnecessary pain. If you await the arrival of specific things in a specific time and you don't get them, And you get bummed out and trash your inner practice, your inner peace, your homeostasis, then you have missed the entire point. Let's develop a daily saying that says, may the best possible outcome happen for myself and all those involved. Because I don't know about you, but I have had my eye on some prizes. I have a goals journal. I write my goals journal every single day. If you listen to last week's episode, I talked about the last 90 days, that we are in the last 90 days right now before the first of the year. And this is about setting goals for yourself. Where do you want to be? When is the last time? I don't know if it's here. Oh, it is actually. Um, I don't know if it's here. Uh, If you have yet, here's my goals journal. Okay, every single day I write in it. And I write the same goals down every single day. This is actually a new one I just started. So like literally every single day, I write down my goals. It takes me like three or four minutes. And I just write them every single day. So my brain believes them. So I start acting in that way. I start moving in that direction. And I make sure I try to do everything I can to stay in that mindset, in that drive, in that line. When is the last time you set goals for yourself? And when is the last time you let go of the parameters in which you think those goals should be achieved? Because guess what? I'm speaking from my experience and watching lots of people over my life so far, working with lots of people in my life. We get so attached to how we think something should go down. We get so attached to how long we think something should last. Or the way it should turn out or how it should look or how we should achieve it, that sometimes we miss the point. But also, we might miss the many other blessings or the even better result that might come of that. So releasing specific outcomes, let's take that one step further. And let's say let's release also how we get there like this has to happen this way. I have to get my master's degree. And then after I get my master's degree, I have to go get this job. And after I get this job, I'm going to own my own company. And then after I own my own company, then I'm going to have a family. Then I'm going to have children. Then I'm going to do all this thing. And sometimes we don't reach our goals in the way that we think we should get there. If you have a goal of one day owning your own truck, If you have a goal one day of taking your wife on the road with you, if you have a goal one day of retiring in five years, I don't know, I'm just throwing stuff out there, have that goal, but then I also want to challenge you to release it in the way of how you have to get there. And maybe that outcome isn't going to be exactly as you thought it should be, but it's going to always be exactly the way it needs to be. And that is one thing that I have found to be true over and over and over again. So I closed my yoga studio back in July and I had this idea, okay, totally candid, being totally honest, totally vulnerable, totally transparent. I had this idea that when I closed, a big part of my students would be waiting for where I would be teaching next. Because they made a big stink out of it. Like a lot of them made a big stink about me closing and where I would go and they were all freaked out. And then when I closed, and I'm still teaching some of my classes, like a quarter of them are showing up only now. It was like, poof, they were gone. Poof, like what the heck? And it was kind of a bruise to my ego. I'll be honest with you. I'm just being totally transparent. I had, but here's the thing. I had been so attached to how I thought that process of closing my studio would go down. I was so attached to the outcome and the idea in my head that I had decided that that would look like. And I was disappointed and I was sad and I was upset and I found myself getting angry and bitter. But here's the thing, I went back to my goals journal and I reminded myself that teaching a local yoga class and owning a yoga studio is not one of my goals. I love doing it and I will continue to do it. And I keep teaching because it helps me. And I just, I, it's a gift back to the community that I wanna do. And eventually I would like to do it more on a donation basis um, as I move into a different space and, and whatnot. But that's not this conversation. But my point is knowing what my goals are helped me also to not attach to the outcome of certain situations helped me remind myself that that's not what I want. How many of you out there have been distracted by other stuff, other people's achievements, things that kind of come into your path and you're like, ooh, a sucker, like a kid, like, ooh, I need candy. And it's like, no, we're not having candy today. And you get distracted and you think that that's what you want and it reroutes you off of your path. It takes you out of your groove. It's like going to a dinner party when you're trying to eat clean and they have junk food like crazy. And you didn't stop to think, I should probably bring a dish to pass or eat before I come. So I'm not ready to eat my hand off. And as a result, eat all this crap food. It's the no different than going out on the road. If you plan, to avoid eating fast food, that will mean you have to either be one, more strategic at where you stop, or two, pack food on the road. And it's gonna take time. It's gonna take energy. It's gonna be out of your comfort zone. You're gonna have to get creative. It's gonna be frustrating. Sometimes it's gonna be boring. But sometimes those things are all worth it. Okay, number four. No outer blame, only inner responsibility. This has been a game changer for me, my friends, uh, when it comes to yoga, is stopping blaming other people. And I have a rule with myself, I'm going to share you that rule, is that whenever I find myself in a conversation going down the rabbit hole of explaining myself and then attaching that explanation to blaming somebody else or another situation, I'm deflecting. I don't want to have to deal with whatever it is that I'm dealing with. I would much rather just proof it off on somebody else than actually have to take responsibility for myself. And I hate that mirror. I hate it. It's annoying. It's ugly. It's like, ugh. but I've gotten good enough now where I can catch myself. Sometimes I say it. Sometimes I go into that rabbit hole. I blame other people. I go down the hole of no return of like, oh, poor me, my life is bad, which is not, okay? If you're on Facebook, life is not that bad, okay? You have Facebook, my gosh, okay? You have internet, you have a phone, like we can be somewhat grateful. Um, But we're not talking about that right now. Uh, So outer blame, inner responsibility. I've caught myself enough now where I catch myself in those moments and I step back, literally step back and go, Hope, what can I learn from this? Why in this moment are you not wanting to deal with that? Lately, I've been stepping into some big business, like big business deals, big business transactions. I feel like a small fish and it's like all new for me and I find myself like, And then it's like, oh, like, oh, if if I don't know what I'm doing, I'm I'm blaming this or I'm doing that. It's like, hope, get it together, get it together, hope, you know what you're doing, be honest, move forward, surround yourself with positive people, ask for help, like, you know what you need to do. So are you somebody, okay, this is the beauty of radio and of internet and Facebook is, you know, I don't have to talk to anyone directly, but I'm talking to myself. And so as a result, I'm talking to you. Are you somebody that needs to turn down the blame dial and turn up the inner responsibility dial? If you are trying to lose weight, if you are trying to exercise more, if you are trying to get more sleep, if you are trying to make new friends, if you are whatever it is, I don't care what it is, make more money, um, just be happier, be more positive, whatever it is. What can you do today to better influence that for you tomorrow? And if when you look at your current situation and your goals and you find yourself talking more about how challenging it is because of everybody else, because your situation is so special and so different than anybody else's but you're not willing to insert any explanation that creates inner responsibility, I want you to ask yourself why. Ask yourself why. One of the answers I figured out in my life some time ago was that I actually didn't wanna change. I was scared. I didn't want to change. Because that meant I had to admit to myself and the people around me that I didn't have it figured out. That I, in fact, was struggling. That I had to get vulnerable and I had to say, help me. And I realize that now in life that if I want help, I have to ask for it. I can't just assume people know. I just had a a coaching session with someone yesterday, and she's trying to make changes in her life. And so we decided to focus on what she could control right now. And that is her physical self, her, her diet and her movement exercise, and starting to become more responsible for her situation, that it's all her. There is no reason why she has to be the way she is. And this was her speaking back to me after the conversation that she openly admitted. And she said, there is no reason why I have to be at this weight, why I'm eating the foods I'm eating. I'm the one that goes grocery shopping. I get up early enough every morning, but I choose not to. I have time in my day, but I choose not to. It is all me. That, my friends, is inner responsibility. Because from that point, you can start to change. Things can shift. You can expect there to be a challenge, but you can expect to see the dial start to tip. And I promise you, I promise there is my oath. I promise you, it does get easier and people and opportunities, programs, whatever it is, will start to pop into your life to support that goal, to support moving in that direction. Now you have to take advantage of them It's like mother trucker yoga can't help you unless you actually engage with mother trucker yoga, unless you actually do the program, unless you actually get up and move. Otherwise you're just listening to me on Facebook and on your phone, but that's no here, no there. Okay, so Robert says the only blame I can blame is myself. And it's not even about blame, Robert. It's not even about blame. It's about taking responsibility. Let's take the blame word out of the vocabulary completely and instead say, I take responsibility for where my life is right now. And because of that, I can make a positive change because blame says, I suck, I'm bad. I might as well go down deeper into the hole. Responsibility says, I've learned, I'm gonna grow. I'm gonna move forward. I'm gonna make it work. I'm gonna get up. So I challenge you to change that dialogue. Don't blame, take responsibility because taking responsibility is a bigger person. You are a bigger person because of it. It is not something easy to do. People would much rather blame. Now you're just blaming yourself. Instead, take responsibility, take ownership. And let's see if we can make that shift for the better, for the good. Without sacrifice, there is no gain. The hardest thing I ever did was ask you for help. And I'm so glad that you did, Robert. I'm so glad that you did. And and that's really where it starts. Taking ownership, taking responsibility, asking for help, moving the dial forward. You have control over that dial, my friends. You do in some way, shape or form. Do not tell me you have no control over your life because that is a lie. That is a lie. You have some sort of control over your life. You do. Yes, you do. I tell my kids that all the time, even though I am their legal guardian, I am their parent. At the end of the day, I make a lot of their decisions for them. But- There's a big chunk of the day where I'm not with them. At the end of the day, I can't control every word that comes out of their mouth, whether they punch their brother or not. Like I can't control that all the time. And I shouldn't have to. They have to start taking a responsibility for themselves by setting goals and understanding and engaging with the world on that level. Okay, we're gonna be wrapping it up here. Last one, number five. This is a big one. You ready for it? Action is required action is required. I want to stress that this works. Whatever your goal is, wherever you want to go, only works if you take action. And this is why in the eight limbs of yoga, asana is in there. Asana is action. It's the action step. So we have all this philosophy and maybe you know someone that's like so philosophical they're super smart they like know all this stuff they have all this insight, but they never apply it they never engage in real life to actually apply it. And this is why I like yoga so much because. I, for years, have been saying yoga is my incubator for my everyday life. And having taught thousands of people and practiced myself many, many, many hours just at my own practice, what I've realized is that how I engage with myself on the yoga mat, how I engage with the teacher, the people around me, yada, 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 is a mirror image for how I engage in everyday life. So I struggled with addiction for a really long time and self-harming and and all these things. Yoga was the safe house for me to get it together where I actually practiced how to take better care of myself, how to respect myself, how to listen to my inner self, how to release specific outcomes. All of these things we've been talking about by how I engaged with the asana, with the yoga practice, with the poses. And it created the safe space for me to do that because there was minimal interference. So I could just work on me. And as a result, I became a better person in society. So if you're still on the struggle bus of taking time for yourself, you know, how can you be a better person to the world if you first aren't being a better person to yourself? If you don't think you're worth it, how is it that you can help somebody else see that for themselves? If you want to support and love your family, support and love yourself first, because there is no way you can help them if there is no you. Before my husband and I got married, I had made it very clear to myself that I did not want to get married. I did not want to have children unless I had my shit together. Not like artificial, not like, oh, everything looks great on the outside, but like, I needed to make sure I was on the journey. I was on the road to real recovery, to getting honest with myself, to really becoming the person that I wanted to become. And that was an ugly road, my friends. That was an ugly road. I'm still working on stuff still now this day. And my husband, and I've been married for, I think, 13 years now. Like, it's not easy, but it's totally possible. So where is it that you need to take action in your life today? How is it that you can take action in your life? You must act to shift your thoughts and your feelings and your behaviors and your choices towards which what you wish to become. What's your goal? Where's the inner responsibility? What action is required for you to get there? It's all connected. And I'm talking about this today because I think it needs to be talked about. Because no matter what diet you go on, no matter what exercise routine you take up, if we're not dealing with the stuff on the inside, all the outside stuff is only going to be good and sweet and awesome and fulfilling for so long. It just is. It I, I just is. I, I have nothing else to say about that except it just is. So I hope today, I hope today you really start to look at where you are at in life. And and I don't want you to leave sad. I don't want you to leave sad, okay? I want you to leave happy and engaged and encouraged because choose experiences over things. Know the science. We are all energy. It is all an exchange. We are constantly choosing how we share and give and receive energy, okay? It just is. And if it's off balance, you're gonna suffer in some way or somebody else's. Releasing specific outcomes. You have your goals, but how you get there might be a little bit different than what you think is gonna happen. Be open to that. And then finally stop blaming others, outer blame, no. Inner, inner responsibility, change the language, yes. And then finally action is required action is required. Action is required. The universe has a gift for you. The universe wants to give you something, but you have to take action as well. You can't just sit around and wait. You just can't. And you shouldn't because you only get one life. And it's a short one, my friends. And I don't want you to wait until your deathbed to go, oh, I wish I would have done more with myself. I wish I would have worked harder to lose that weight so I could have had a more active lifestyle. I wish I would have reached out to my brother and not alienated him for 15 years and punished him for a mistake that we both essentially made. I wish, I wish, I wish. I don't want you to be there. Take action. Take the higher road. Change the vibration. Change the energy exchange. Change the outcome. reestablish your goals. These are all things that you can do. These are all things that you can do. And like I said, I only share things with things that I've done myself. I've seen works, I know that works. I'm not just gonna give you a line of bullshit because I don't got time for that. And I know you don't either. Robert says, don't let the small things distract you because something bad can come out of it. You got it, you got it. And sometimes the small things are just a distraction to deter you. I call them just checking moments. So when all of a sudden I have this goal and I'm on that journey, I just landed a really big partnership. Um, and I literally got an email yesterday, you guys, for like the largest company I've ever like seen for mother trucker yoga. Like I'm, I, I kind of have anxiety right now, it's so big, <laughs> but, but that's the here to there. And what I'm finding is that I'm ready, I'm on high alert for all these little things to come in and try to distract me away from those goals. Cause those are things I've been working on for a really long time. So sometimes when we get closer to our goal, there's more distractions. There's more little things to try to pull us away to try to tempt us. And I want you to know to stay clear, stay focused, continue to move forward. You totally got this. Uh, Yes. Robert says it is very short. Uh, That comes out of the wrong. Don't let small things distract you because we can stop the big things from happening. You got it. So that's what I got for you guys. Five ways that you can practice yoga in your everyday life that you can take yoga off the mat yoga one-on-one Let me know what you thought about this broadcast. Please share it out with your friends, your fellow drivers, because no matter how, no matter how hard life gets, you should never lose hope. You should never lose hope that there are opportunities out there for you in life. You should never lose hope that you can do it. You can totally do it no matter where you are. I believe that you have the ability to be the best person that you can be here. I'm just going to pull something up really quick. Let's see if I can get it. Uh, I cannot. All right. We're just going to go with it. I want to thank Davey Crack at TA Petro um, down in Greenville, Tennessee, for being one of our sponsors. Back Shield, thank you so much for everything that you do. If you don't have a Back Shield, please get one. Go to BackShield.com, use the code DDH10, and you can get your BackShield today. If you can't remember that code, MTY10 works as well. You can get 10% off, free shipping, amazing BackShield. If you don't like it, I will literally buy it from you um, because it's such an amazing product. I absolutely love them and uh gary over at back shield is absolutely fantastic all right uh jack and dave's chrome shop thank you guys without jack and dave chrome and steel radio would not be here please tune in to all our other amazing shows on chrome and steel radio we do this all for all of you to listen to engage to help pass time on the road we know how hard it can be driving alone and we want to make that easier for you most important please share out this broadcast show some love show some likes because then that way The algorithm of Facebook will let other people see these amazing shows and enjoy them as well. All right, guys, until next week, I will see you soon. Visit us over at MotherTruckerYoga.com. Join our family, and I will see you again next week. Bye now.